0: You are listening to Cracking the Rich Code with Miss Mary Lee, your insiders club from authors and entrepreneurs across the country giving us their best to help us crack the rich code. And now, here is Miss Mary Lee.
1: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Cracking the Rich Code. I am Miss Mary Lee. Today, I'm excited. Uh, My guest today is an out of the box thinker and inventor. He's obtained a U.S. patent and has a passion for problem-solving and helping others succeed, like most entrepreneurs, huh? His work ethic and responsibility, uh, responsibility has earned him the respect and following from thousands of people as he is a true leader in the network marketing industry. He currently markets nutritional products and sits on the advisory board for his company. Uh, Mark Mark Wecker, welcome to the show.
0: Well, thanks, Mary. Glad to be a part of it.
1: Yes. Yeah. Did I come I through? I lost okay. You for a moment. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, thank you very much for the intro, and it's a pleasure to be on your show.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Well, okay, so, Mark, your title <laughs> in the book, Cracking Image Code, is called If You Can Dream It, You Can Achieve It. I love that. So, tell me, why did you name it that, and why do you believe it?
0: Well, that's a very good question, and that goes back to when I was around 15 years old. And uh, I grew up on a farm with 12 kids, and so I was number 10 out of 12. And, of course, uh, we worked very hard and had a great work ethic coming up, 600 acres. So we we worked hard. And one day I was helping my father put on a tractor tire, tire dual wheel for plowing, and during the fall, you have to add a clamp on an additional tire so that the tractor gets better traction and can pull a plow and turn the soil over it. And mm-hmm. as I was helping him put this wheel on this tractor, uh, he says, hand me these clamps. And I handed him a couple clamps, and he says, you know, that our neighbor down the road invented these and got a patent on them. And I said, really? I said, well, what is a patent? So he explained to me, because I was only around uh, 14 years old, and he said, well, you get a, you get a government, uh, United States patent on it, and nobody can copy it. And if you sell it, uh, you can make a lot of money off of something that's unique like that. And I looked at it, and I said, you know, Dad, someday I'm going to patent something. And uh, i had that in my thoughts for the rest of my life until about the age of 33, when I finally came up with an idea, after multiple ideas that I failed to act on, and let me give you an example. One day I was building a, a little game in the garage with my two year old daughter and just kind of showing her how to use tools and things like that. And and we got it actually working. Well, I left it at that and in the fall at Christmas time, lo and behold, that game was on the commercial. Identical. And I thought my wow. goodness I created that in my own garage and here I am. sitting sitting here thinking, I just lost out on an opportunity because I failed to act.
1: Mm. And so I
0: told myself, I'm not going to let that happen again. So I came up with another idea and I went ahead and I pursued a patent and I was granted a United States patent on an exercise apparatus, uh, which I named the Rapid Stretch. And of course, I sold it on uh, eBay and places like that. And, uh, but all in all, you know, I didn't get super, super rich like a lot of people think that they they will when you invent something. Some do. Many don't. But what it taught me, the life lesson, was that if you can dream it, you can achieve it. And I started out with just an idea in my head, got it developed, it materialized, and I was able to market it. And that's why I named that chapter that. We're going to book that way. Mm-hmm. Because that it's, is wonderful. it's very that's wonderful.
1: much true. Yeah. Well, I'm a firm believer as well. And um, so the rabbit stretch, real quick, what, what was that?
0: <laughs> well, basically, uh, I knew that there was something lacking in the exercise field as far as something that's portable that people can take with them as they travel. So that was my thought process all along. Okay, what can I create uh, that would act, actually help a person uh, get some exercise. Put it in their suitcase. Won't take up much room. Put it in a, just a little small bag and take it with you. And I came up with an idea of, of creating straps that actually anchored to your foot, the bottom of your foot, around the back of your foot, and then you could put bungee cords uh, on it, and you could actually put multiple cords on it. And then it had a on the other end, it had a, a hand grip that you could pull. So, basically, it was anchored to your feet, and you could actually stand, sit down, uh, lay down, and do all types of exercises with it, and then you could actually increase the resistance amount by putting extra bands on it.
1: Wow. And what year was this? Do you remember? Uh, this was uh,
0: 1998 is when I got the patent.
1: Holy cow. I mean, look at all of our, our exercise equipment now. I mean, I know used resistance. yeah, everything is about the band and that resistance. Wow. Look at you and go. The interesting <laughs> thing,
0: yeah. The interesting thing is there was nothing out there uh, on the supermarket shelves anywhere because I that was one of the things I did is I researched uh, equipment places to see whether they had anything like that. There was nothing mm-hmm. out there. But you know, within about six months after I got my patent, <laughs> it started showing up all over the place. Bands you stand oh, on. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So the idea kind of you know caught on and uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: went from there.
1: You know, I th- would you agree though? I think that. Even though like, you had the patent on it and then it took off and other people are doing it and all that stuff, it's not really about what's out in the world, but the, the lesson that we learn, the personal lesson we learn for ourselves, saying that was my idea. I said, yes, move forward and accomplish something. Exactly. That's the motivation. Yeah, that's the motivation to, to support that belief that you really can achieve it. If you dreamt of it, if you had a vision, an idea, you can do this. But um, exactly. I have to say it takes courage, though, to move forward with the patent, because even that is like, what, I have to do what? And images of paperwork upon paperwork comes to mind, and a lot of people will be like, I don't know how to do that. So how do you do that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah, you know, one of the very first steps, you know, you have to go to the attorney, a patent attorney, and then they got to walk you through it. And then, of course, it costs money. So you have to have faith in your, in your idea and uh, you have to believe in yourself. And, mm-hmm. and you hit it right on the nail. It's it's all about self-fulfillment. It's not really about the, the dollars and cents behind it. It's the self-fulfillment that you achieve from accomplishing something. And just like being in the, the book, Cracking the Rich Cold, being an author.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. That's I another, agree with that. That's
0: another dream and a goal, you know, that a lot of people uh, want to pursue as well.
1: Mhm, I agree with that too. So, okay, when before you came up with this idea and your invention, when did the bug of the entrepreneur come to mind? When did that hit you?
0: Oh wow, <laughs> that's another good question <laughs> uh, because it's, it's kind of it's kind of personal, and uh, I, I think I'll go down that rabbit hole because you know okay. it, it, this is what make this is what makes a person. And uh, and believe me, it, it it wasn't a pleasant rabbit hole to start with. Okay, um, you know, starting out as as a very young, before I even got in my teens, um, I always had a spiritual connection with helping people. I think that that we all have gifts, and if we don't. Some of us don't recognize these gifts right away. Some do, some don't. I recognize my gift—a spiritual gift—was the gift of helping others, because that's uh-huh. where I really had a lot of enjoyment uh, from seeing that I could actually help people with all kinds of things, tasks, you know, and I felt good about it. Um, yeah. Later on in life, as you as you get older, you know, somehow we slip away from from these uh, spiritual gifts that we know we have that we should be using. And and we start getting these negative thoughts in our mind about, you know, the material world and how you want more of the material world. And you want to, you know, people start dreaming about, okay, I want to own a vacation home. I want to have fancy sports cars. You know, I want to be super, super wealthy. And you start forgetting about your real purpose for being here. And Mm. you start, you forget about your spiritual gifts that you once had, Mm -hmm. or maybe they didn't develop yet because of these negative influences that got in the way. And so as a result of these negative influences, of course, I made a few bad investment choices and uh, out of strictly greed. Greed is is uh, what really destroys a person from the inside out, and I learned a big lesson that you know I lost a lot of money, uh, number one, and and number two, I it was kind of a way for God to open my eyes, because He's mm-hmm. all knowing and He He knows That's exactly nice. where I start, where I'm going to end up, and so mm-hmm. He knows this, and I don't know this. But I have to experience it and go through this to get me back on track. So as I was going through this um, this time of life where I was really in a crunch, and uh, God answers my prayers internally, you know, through thought, and he says, Mark, everything you do, do it in my name, and I will truly bless you. And mm-hmm. that was Something that really opened my eyes. Here I am, right. I sat there and I, everything I was doing, I was doing for myself. I wasn't doing yeah. it for God.
1: And yeah. oh, okay. that's,
0: that's exactly what I had felt when I was younger, you know, that I knew my, my spiritual gift was helping people, but I never made the right. connection, you know, with our creator. And so right. when that came through to me, I said, wow. So I started looking into the entrepreneurship of uh, trying to uh, create some additional income, of course, to offset the losses like we all try to do. Uh, But at that point then, that's when I really realized uh, that everything you do, you have to do it in God's name. Okay. You have to do it for him. Mm -hmm. And then he will bless you in return. And Mm -hmm. so as I started doing this, as, as I went into network marketing, Uh, God started opening my eyes about how to help people. You know, Zig Ziglar said, if you help enough people get what they want, you're going to get what you want. Right. So I turned it into a question. I said, how am I going to help enough people get what they want Mm -hmm. so I get what I want? And that's when I really started to, to look at the network marketing aspect of it because I knew something was broke that needed to be fixed because I had joined multiple, multiple opportunities. I followed everybody's uh, advice. I listened to the so-called gurus. I get everything to perfection, and still, still I failed. I failed miserably. Mm -hmm. I started thinking, Mm -hmm. you know, something is broke that needs to be fixed. So I knew that branding was important and that you have to get people to chase you instead of you trying to chase people. And that is the number one mm-hmm. problem where people get burned out. They're just chasing everybody mm-hmm. and they get burned out. So you That's have true. to, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, you have to, you have to reach out and brand yourself so that they will chase you and look up to you and say, okay, I need help. How can you help me? So I always teach my downline members uh, that I bring into the business I always teach them, I said, the very first thing, when somebody asks you to join them in an opportunity, always ask, ask them this one question, how are you going to help me become successful if I join you? And let them answer. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. they can't give you a nice little detailed outline, a business, uh, or I should say a business uh, write-up of uh, how they're going to do the business then you really need to start looking elsewhere. You've got to have a plan to get a person from point A to point B to be successful. And that's Mm -hmm. what I presented in my book. Uh, You will notice that I outlined everything in detail, how to get a person from point A to point B to be successful. And that's what's missing in network marketing. People just don't understand Mm -hmm. that. It's more than just signing up for a, a business and then sending out a bunch of emails. It really takes teamwork, leveraging, Mm -hmm. duplication, reward the willing, which is very, very instrumental in all of it, rewarding the willing. Mm -hmm.
1: So Mm -hmm. that's
0: what I write about in my book.
1: Right. You made so many great points here, so many great points. Um, First of all, to go back, you know, saying that you were doing it for yourself and not for God. And I agreed but but I misunderstood in that moment what you meant, and you know, and I understand we get clouded by the devil's work, <clears throat> excuse me, putting shiny things in front of us, making us want and desire these things, and we lose sight of who we're working for and exactly so when you said right. you know you are yet yeah, right, so now you're doing it all in in his name meaning that literally it's your relationship between this, you know, quote unquote man, it's you and God. And that's when you're really serving everything you do is for that purpose saying, okay, now what do you want me to do? Now what do you want me to do? And it's not about the money. It's about you becoming better at that relationship. And I think that's so beautiful. And and I, I wholeheartedly agree that that is what brings success. And, you know, while you're saying do something for others, right, it's like you're helping them to get successful. That's sharpening your own saw. <laughs> Would you agree? That's
0: so true. Yes. that It's absolutely 100% correct. It really is. Mm-hmm. It, it's all about putting God first, your friends and family second, and yourself last. I mean, mm-hmm. Jesus put that example right out there, right out front. He prayed mm-hmm. to his father, and then he put everybody else second, and he put himself last by allowing mm-hmm. him to be sacrificed on a cross. There is no better way to be successful than to follow that principle in life. There are right. so many so, people out there. <laughs> preaching different philosophies, but when it boils right down to it, we have what I call the, the only ph- philosophy that I b- believe works. And that's mm-hmm. the example that was set forth in, in the Bible. Right. So I
1: agree with that. And, and anyone who follows me knows that I'm a big proponent of love yourself first. And that would be in direct conflict in what, with what you're saying, because you're saying to put yourself last. But in reality, if somebody were to look closer to understand either one of us, we would understand that we're talking about the very same thing. Because what you're saying, if I can understand you correctly, is that you're saying you come last or I come last. My ego comes last. And what comes first is the God who lives in me. That's what I'm putting first. I'm honoring that. Exactly. But my ego, yes, the ego who wants the glittery things that is distracted from our duty. <laughs> That's what we're ignoring. <laughs> That's putting correct. That mm.
0: yeah. mm-hmm. You can love Beautiful. yourself. Yeah, you can love yourself by putting yourself last,
1: by worshiping God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Know who you're working for. And, um, so I'm, so in your book, I mean, in your chapter, rather, you're saying, you know, how important it is to build trust with others. And that philosophy of knowing who you work for and who you serve is one of the main proponents of building trust because it's your character. Would you agree?
0: That is absolutely right. Uh, your character is what defines you. It's what um, attracts a person to you. Uh people join others they like and trust. That is mm. probably one of the most important decisions a person will ever make is do I like this person and do I trust them? And if mm-hmm. they like you and trust you, then they're gonna take that next step and join you. Now right. there's another way there's another way. Oh, go ahead.
1: No, 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 please. You go ahead. There's another way.
0: And there's another way that Uh, after they get to that point. And you can also uh, use a different strategy, what I call in in network marketing, which is called um, you leave a paper trail of success behind for Mm. others to pick up and read on. And what Mm. that involves is a Facebook page, a team feed line there, of course, which has really helped my business grow is, For example, when a person joins, and I'll just tell you exactly what what I'm doing with this strategy because I think people are going to be very interested to know this. Um, On our Facebook team, what I do is when somebody, when I invite a person in, they take a look around, and, of course, they'll just kind of watch from the sidelines. And Mm -hmm. as they're watching, I will put in there uh, John Doe, congratulate Don, John Doe who just enrolled so-and-so and what I'll do then is take a copy of uh, of the, uh, the number of their uh, matrix number you know their affiliate number mm-hmm. and I'll put that right sure. there below them and so people are starting to see a paper trail Of success, Mm. And every time somebody joins, I add another person, congratulate them for bringing in so-and-so, and and, and then this is their affiliate ID number, and we're leaving a nice little paper trail. And everybody coming back and visiting, they're starting to see that, wow, there is some momentum going here, and there's teamwork involved. And I want to be part of a a team. And let me give you an Mm. example. I had a person that, that just joined our team the other day, who used to be in, in the business that I'm in and years ago. And he says, you know, I need to get right back into this. And I says, Well, how did you find me? How did you find us? He says, Well, he said, I did a I did a search on the company. And what I did is I looked at the top, you know, couple positions up there on the search engines. And I found your team website. We're way up there on top. Traction number one. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, that's where you have to be if you want to if you want to bring people in. He says, and I like what you do. I I like your whole concept. I I see what's happening, and I see I see the results. He said, I want to be a part of this because he he sees the the uh, little trail we're setting there of success. And so that's what that's what I do, and it's been very effective for people.
1: So to make that hmm, easy. I'm gonna play a little double-double advocate here a little bit. So even though I, I understand and it's a great tip what you're what you're saying or sharing with us today. However, that glitter that you're putting out there, the success, is what people go, hmm, there's a lot of glitter going on there. And they're attracted to that success. Right? But yeah, that is true. But people I find over and over again don't find their own success and there's a missing link, what do you think that link is?
0: The missing link behind that is, is basically people don't grasp the concept that to be successful, you have to work as a team, you have to leverage, you must duplicate, and you must reward the willing. So basically, when you reward a person, there's different ways to reward a person, Uh, and we'll go into that a little bit later. But without those four formulas, it's pretty much impossible to really become successful in in any kind of network marketing business. Uh, Some people have become very successful, but we don't really know were they given the golden spoon, the number one position. Or did they know the owner of the company? Was it your, their brother-in-law? Okay, we we don't know that. But when you start from the bottom up, and I always say, you know, starting from the bottom, that's basically anybody and everybody that wants to get into the network marketing world and, and really do not understand how to do it. I mean, there's just that educational uh, gap there where they have to learn everything. It's that huge learning curve. And Unfortunately, there's not a lot out there being talked about teamwork, leveraging, duplication, and rewarding the willing. We've been brought up into this network marketing world to think that we're all in it for ourselves because you hear said so often that, oh, that's just a pyramid. The people at the top make all the money. Well, in a way, yeah, the people at the top do make most of the money because that's the way the structure is set up. And if you look at life in general, everything is set up that way. You know, if you work for an employer, they're... Okay? Uh, If you have a general foreman and a superintendent, they make more money than you do because they're at the top. That's just the way the system uh, flows. You know, the pyramid is one of the most stable objects there is because of Mm -hmm. the way it's shaped. And we often forget that. So... So basically, success comes from the top down, not the bottom up. And in order for you to be successful, you have to really accept that and say it comes from the top down. The people at the top must help those below them make money or else you're not going to make money. And that's the key right there. I'm going to repeat that. The people at the top (laughs) have to help the people below them. Make money so you can make money. And that's what's Mm -hmm. missing in network marketing. So I brought out the philosophy of teamwork leveraging, duplication, and rewarding the willing to fill that gap so that a person can now understand how they can help, the person at the top can help the people at the bottom.
1: You know one of the things that um I'm really getting from this lesson you're sharing is to reward the willing. the willing is key because what we're, I think what you're talking about is accountability you know we have if we're going to be in network marketing and the tools are there like you're saying, you know from the top down to help, but I myself are not accountable to the actions that they're telling me to take, I'll never succeed
0: that's exactly right. And there's another way to add on to this rewarding the willing. You know, it's when I speak of people at the top have to help the people at the bottom make money so that you make money, that means that person at the top has to really follow the philosophy of teamwork, leveraging, duplication, and rewarding the willing. And so when you reward the willing, what you want to do is you want to reward those who follow your system. And yeah. one of the ways that I can do that is, okay, we have a, a team co-op that we use for advertising, and we run ads. Well, in network marketing, of course, it takes money to make money. And unfortunately, the cost of advertising is so expensive that it would require a lot of money to, to advertise. So what you want to do, of course, you know, you form that co-op and have everybody contribute to uh, buying shares in that co-op. And one of the things that I do is I take my commissions, a good part of it, and I offer a co-op commission, I should say a co-op rebate back to them. So let's say, for example, that John – decides to purchase a share for $50. You know, everybody can set their own mark, whatever you want your co-op to be, depending on, on the cost of advertising. Sure. And at the end of the month, uh, you take part of your commission, money that you earned off of, off of the co-op, of course, because it's the advertising that really works, right? And you mm-hmm. give your co-op members a percentage of your earnings back to help offset mm. their, their costs. Okay. So what happens is they're going to say, okay, uh, I got to, I got to sign up. I'm definitely in. uh, And I even got a co-op rebate. That's awesome. Some people say, well, I didn't get that sign up, but I still got a co-op rebate. And so instead of costing me $50, it only costs me 25. So I'm going to stay with this. I'm going to continue working it because I I understand it and I know it's going to take Mm -hmm. time. So that's one of the ways that, I reward the willing, and uh, also another way, of course, is we have a team rotator, and everybody that's in network marketing, if you work as a team, leverage, duplicate, and reward the willing, you really should have a team rotator set up, and, uh, and a team rotator, for those that don't understand, is it's just an automated software system that you can embed on your website that it rotates everybody's affiliate link. And so, co-op members, when they join, they go into the team rotator. Now, I also throw out a nice little special out there for anybody that joins, they go into the co-op or it should say the rotator as well. So, I'm only doing this, of course, because we are in a soft launch program where we're we're, uh, looking for the first 500 founders, of course, that uh, there's a nice little special attached to that, but we won't go into that. But I'm just trying to give you an idea of what's what's going on here for this mm-hmm. uh, founder special. Everybody goes into my co-op, and of course, 50% of the founders are, are already t- taken. So, but that's an incentive for them to to take action. Okay, mm-hmm. so you want to always have an act, a little incentive to take action. However, the co-op participants, they also go into the rotator. But here's where the difference comes. Uh, everybody that comes in, uh, if they're, they get a one-to-one ratio. But if you're, in a, if you're in a co-op, if you buy a share, then you're going to get a two-to-one ratio, which means you're going to get twice as much traffic going to your website as opposed to a non-co-op participant. Okay? So you mm-hmm. see what we're doing here is we're rewarding the willing that are taking action – to, to make to better themselves, to change their life, and believe mm-hmm. in the principle of teamwork leveraging, duplication, and rewarding the willing. So if a person takes out two shares, they're gonna get a three to one versus somebody that's not in the co op that gets a one to one. So they get three times the traffic. That's their reward.
1: So right.
0: that, uh, that type of reward and then you've got the co op rebate reward. And of course the the, the final reward comes from them getting a sign-up, and, of course, the benefits and the compensation that follows it from getting that sign-up.
1: hmm Right. Um, that is that is quite the lesson there. But, you know, what all I'm, I'm hearing in there is that the individual needs to be willing. The individual needs to have the leadership mentality of, I am going to do this. Even if I'm not a leader right now in the eyes of this company, my business, yet it is who I am. And be able to say yes to the finances, you know, those constraints, whatever it calls for. You have to be able to say yes and roll the dice instead of being on the sidelines, like you say, and just watching to see what happens.
0: Yes, you're absolutely correct. That's exactly what it does. It makes that person Mm -hmm. Make that decision to come forward and say, "I want this bad enough that I'm willing mm-hmm. to become that leader." Mm-hmm. Right. And participate.
1: Right. Right. Uh, and it's, it's a, person gonna...
0: once, hmm. a person once told me, uh, Marilee, that he contributed his success to this one, this one thing, and he was the number one earner in a company uh, over 2 million dollars a year. Uh he said that his success came from teaching leaders to duplicate. Yes, that's how mm. he it And this is exactly mm-hmm. what this does. It just it teaches teaches a person to become a leader and duplicate it.
1: You know, and right now we're Yes. And it's it's so true, but we need to expand on that. I think, you know, if we're, we're solely talking about business or entrepreneurship or network marketing, you know, and it's like, Oh yes, we need to be a leader. I need to know how to duplicate. No, no, no. This is in life. You know, think about being a parent. Duplication is very important. Who are you? What kind of parent are you being? What kind of person do you want to raise? You know, you're duplicating what you are. And you got to really have some self-awareness very early on to make sure that you're instilling in your child, you know, the values that you hold, if any. You know, and accountability is one of them, a huge. um, exactly. It doesn't just, you know. Yeah, I would. You know, yep. if we're looking at, okay, all right, well, you know, Mark, I want to join your team, and I understand you're you're building leaders, and you know, I'm looking at you as my leader. I need to look at myself as the apprentice. I am a leader being led to be a leader. And I'm going to pass it down. And if I don't have a downline, I certainly probably have family members, children, even my dog, that needs to know that, you know what, I'm a leader and I lead with love. You can trust me. That's correct.
0: That's absolutely correct. One of the other things that I also found out uh, early on when I was trying to figure out what was broke and what needed to be fixed, I I realized that the importance of branding a person was so critical so that people could get to know you, uh, not so mm-hmm. much as be, being a, a successful person, but being a good person, being an honest person, mm-hmm. trusting person. And uh, mm-hmm. I came up, with an idea, actually, through prayer. To be honest with you, um, mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out a way to uh, how do I get people to listen to me? Because what I was finding out was that everybody has their own favorite company, their favorite compensation plan. That, you know, so everybody's out there, you know, chatting about. You know theirs is better than than so and so's and and how do you get a person to listen to you uh, when they're so set on their opportunity? And again, I'll I'll tell you right up front, it came through prayers It, it came. It wasn't a verbal uh, sound that I heard or voice, but it just came to my spirit. Said Mark, tell them in a story, and I went, mm, Wow, that is exactly what Jesus did he taught in parables
1: and right, I sat there and I exactly. go
0: wow this is amazing so the first story I came out with was about a flock of geese a dead flock of geese uh, discovered in a farmer's field with, with swine flu and then of course I spelled the, the word flu F-L-E-W instead of F-L-U-E mm. however it's okay so that uh-huh. was like a little catch line okay and then the story goes this way uh, there's a flock of geese that were getting ready to fly south for the winter. And they were all talking about the best altitude to fly, you know, the, the right wind current to take, uh, uh, what time of day to leave, and uh, the best time of day to leave, of course. And none of them could come to an agreement on what would be the best way to travel south. So when they all took off in that nice, beautiful V formation, as the lead goose would tire and drop back to the back, the next goose would take, take over the lead, and it would change course in the direction that it felt was the best way to go. Mm. And this continued over and over and over again. And after three days of nonstop flying, they landed, <laughs> and they realized they had landed in the same field they took off from. Uh. And unfortunately, <laughs> winter set in. There was no more food. And the snowfall and the, uh, freezing weather set in, and they all froze to death. And uh, an autopsy mm. was done on this flock of geese, and the real cause of death was due to lack of teamwork and leveraging. And everyone was talking, and nobody was listening. Mm. And that is what's happening in network marketing everybody's talking, and nobody's listening. They don't want to mm. listen to the correct way to build a business teamwork, mm. leveraging duplication, and reward the willing. Everybody has mm-hmm. their best ideas, but they don't understand how to get that driven home so they can be successful. So mm-hmm. that's my stories. Yes. I use quite a few stories like that.
1: I love it. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I, I And I get it, especially with, um, you know, everybody's talking and nobody's listening, right? Well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to equate that really to network marketing, um, you know, in your story, you talk about how important it is to say, how can I help you? That is your opening line to listen. Instead, people want to rush in and talk, talk, talk about the product, 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 sell, 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 instead of just saying, I'm here, but I'm here for you. And, exactly, you know, how can I help you? I, I may or may not be able to, honestly, I may not have the product for you. But maybe I do. You have to have a real interest in people.
0: That, that is so true. Is going yeah,
1: yes. that's that's the uh, listening. Stop talking so much.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Mhm.
0: And and getting to know that person on a personal level is so important, and that's what's missing in, in network marketing. Uh, you really got to get to know. The other person and know what's kind of know what's going in their going on in their life, you know. And everybody, ninety nine percent of the people that call on my advertisements are people that are in need of help. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't Mm -hmm. be calling if they didn't need the financial help. It's plain and simple. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. you want to reach out to them and say, "Okay, you know what's changed in your life." that made you decide that you wanted to to go into network marketing and and make some extra money. And Mm -hmm. nine out of 10 of them will, will tell you exactly, well, you know, this, this happened to me and uh, I'm behind in bills um, or i got kids going to college. You know, they, they all have a reason and a need. Mm -hmm. And then your goal there is to, to reach out and say, you know, uh, this is, this is what I have to offer. And, as you pointed out, you know, uh, sometimes it's it's more than just the product because uh, there's a lot of good products out there. And I always mm-hmm. tell a person that you know what, products are important. They're very important, but what's more important is that that product is is it that there's a way to promote that product with a good marketing plan, and that mm-hmm. has to come from the leaders from the top down. And mm-hmm. so if you don't have a good marketing plan or a philosophy that you follow, uh, you won't be able to help that person. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said yeah. earlier, they have to have the desire to step forward and take that challenge and say, you know what, I can do this.
1: Mhm. Right. Right. Like you were saying, you know, people who succeed, they don't give up. They just don't give up. They've already made a decision. I will succeed. All I have to do is tell the story. Mm -hmm. I'm just writing the story, and this is what I'm going to go through. Mm -hmm.
0: And if you ask anybody that's that's made it to the top, what's their primary reason for being there, you know what they're going to tell you? They're going to say, I never gave up.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, that was Nicole Bruchette. That's something when uh, we spoke together, she, that was her thing. She just never gave up. And uh, I love that mentality. And that's in anything. You know, I mean, that's in any anything successful at all. You just don't give up. But, um, you know, it's, network marketing has gotten such a bad rap. You know, when people come to me and they say, well, oh, that's, that's a scam, you know, that per- pyramid thing and this and that, it's, it's really unfortunate because basically what it is is just a network. Like any other job out there, it's a network. If you work for Macy's, you're part of their network, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you're selling. Exactly. <laughs>
1: exactly. And, you know, you've got people. And so, so now how can you be the best? How can you reach the top in Macy's? Well, you, gotta have, you have to know how to make friends, how to care, how to look people in the eye, how to listen. In network marketing, the biggest challenge I find is the personal development side because you can lay out a plan, tell people the simplicity of it's one, two, three, one, two, three, but the the hurdle is getting past the idea of meeting a stranger. What do I say to a stranger? I don't understand. Yeah. And that's where you, you, know, know. you said, how can I help you? Yeah. Exactly, and there's
0: another thing that we we have to recognize too that even though we may have the heart and the passion to help others, mm-hmm. it's really up to the individual to change, to to make that change. And uh, you can do anything, everything you can think of to help them. If they're not willing, uh, they're not going to they're not going to change where they're at in life. And I always give this example. Uh, if everybody could join network marketing and become totally wealthy from it, our economy would it would collapse because we wouldn't have mm. doctors, lawyers, dentists, nurses, yeah. plumbers, electricians. because everybody would be able to go into network marketing and become extremely wealthy and not have to to work to work hard and who would be driving the taxis? You know, who there wouldn't be anybody left. So God really did a good job uh, creating this world and balancing it out. You know, he knows mm-hmm. that there's a certain number of people that are going to be leaders, that are going to be the type of person that he wants them to be, that are willing to give back tremendously to a lot of the disadvantaged people that, that are especially in need.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I think that it's in all of us to be a leader. It's just that ego that says, no, you're not. Do you remember where you came from? You're not a leader. And that's what holds us back. And we need to get past that and actually claim our throne and know who we are and say, no, I am a leader. And I'm going to do whatever it takes to make that statement true. And start building your character and through it. through building your characters, the the best practice I find is by meeting new people, loving on people. They are our re- reflection. If you're not getting good responses from people, chances are we need some work.
0: <laughs> that
1: is true. Yeah, that's what I find. You know, it's um. There are some people who succeed out there who aren't maybe the greatest people in the world, so we can't be confused by the glitter. You know, right. if you really want to feel good in what you do, then back to or the beginning, you got to know who you're working for.
0: Exactly, right? and follow follow the uh, the scriptures that will teach you how to manage your your money and your success as well. How to be humble,
1: right, and, right, and, uh, right, on that right. You know, in your chapter, where you say, um, "The more leaders you develop, the more money you will earn." Well, for coming from a place of, "But I'm not a leader," <laughs> what would you say to that person? <laughs> I, you know
0: what? What I would say to them, so you know what? I was never a leader to begin with. Neither I became mm-hmm. a leader. So you may not be a leader. You just need to become a leader. Yeah, There's a difference between being a leader and becoming a leader. Nobody's Mm -hmm. natural. I mean, you know, there are some good people that have natural abilities to to be leaders, but, but they still have to learn a lot to be a good leader.
1: So what would you say is the difference between being a leader, a good leader, and being an influencer? Some people have influence, not necessarily a leader, though.
0: Right. Um, That is true. I mean, uh, there are people that are good at influencing. um, But in my opinion, in my experience, I think the leaders that have a good plan to, to help a person get from point A to point B, such as, you know, what I'm using, uh, mm-hmm. Is going to have a lot more s- success team wise, as opposed to to the individual who is not that leader, but is a good what I call a persuader. Um, they they're more of a recruiter than a leader. Mm
1: mm-hmm. Mm Well, you know, it reminds me of you know we're talking about marketing and how important marketing is, right? And um, you know, being in personal development, I see a lot of stuff, and we both do. And like with Instagram, we've got a lot of people out there on Instagram and YouTube with lots and lots of followers. But if you look at these, you know, these people, the advice that they're giving, I'm thinking this is this person is an influencer. You know, the the quality that's being put out there is not up to par. However, they've got lots and lots of followers and they're influencing a lot of people. That breaks my heart. It breaks oh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, how I mean, can uh, we yeah, <laughs> help with discernment? You know, because if people have it dialed in about the marketing, I'll tell you that.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's I, a lot of then, negative. <laughs> it's terrible <laughs> out there.
1: Yeah. There's and it's like they if you can dial in that marketing you can pretty much put anything out there and then you know, like fish, people will swim toward right toward it. And it's like, no, no no no. You gotta put the brakes on and uh start reading some quality material. You know, like the authors in Cracking the Rich Code. Exactly. Quality. Hmm. Yes. That's quality. Yeah,
0: yeah, I guess that comes with
1: so you are who hey, you out hang out with. There. Right. That's so much I, true. Yep. Yeah, I, I um I for one am so happy to be part of this group. You know, Jim Britt, what he brought together and all of us and you know, getting access to all of the the entrepreneurs in the book and the books to come. It's amazing. Uh you know, these chapters, there's there's golden nuggets in every single one. If you read it to look for the nugget and not just read it to get to the end.
0: Speaking of golden nuggets, did hmm. you uh read the story about the golden nugget? No I'll, you, I'll share this what is it? This oh, is a this nugget. is another story that I wrote and this is about a gold nugget. And uh this is probably, uh, a, that might be in the book, um, the other book that I did, aside from Cracking a Ridge Code. But this is how the story uh-huh. goes. There was a young man who was praying because uh, he was desperately in, in financial trouble and uh, he couldn't feed his family. He was behind in bills. And, you know, he prayed and prayed. And then one day God answers his prayer. He says, go to the top of the mountain and Turn over the stone at the very top, and you will find a gold nugget. So he wakes up in the morning. He tells his wife about this dream. He's all excited. He puts on his hiking boots and gets his walking stick, and he climbs that mountain and it takes him three hours to get to the top, and he's totally exhausted, and he sees this rock sitting at the very top of the of the mountain, so he rolls it over. He has to get down on all fours and push as hard as he can. And he finds a nice sized golden nugget underneath this rock. Mm. And he's mm-hmm. jumping up and down for joy. He's just so elated that God had finally answered his prayer. So he puts the gold nugget in his pocket and he starts descending down the hill. And he gets about halfway and he starts noticing a lot of other rocks. So he stops, he pauses, he says, I wonder if there's other gold nuggets around here. So he starts rolling over all these stones and uh this goes on for hours and the uh, next thing he knows is it's getting dark. So he has to hurry down the hill as fast as he can. He reaches the bottom yelling and screaming with excitement. Telling his wife and kids, you know, look what I found, look what I found. And he uh reaches in his pocket and the gold nugget isn't there. It fell <laughs> out. So it goes he goes okay. back up to the mountain. The next day he looks for it, he can't find it. Every day he goes back, he keeps looking for that gold nugget. Years have gone by and he never did find that gold nugget back. Greed is why he lost that gold nugget. And in network marketing, greed is the main culprit in why people fail.
1: How so? I thought you'd like like that. I know. I love the story. I love the story. But when you're saying that that's, you know, a network marketing, it's that greed. So I wanted you to give me an example. Like, you know, how do we get greedy?
0: (laughs) Well, (laughs) that's a good question again. um, And that's the one that you have to get the person to make a decision to follow your philosophy of teamwork, leveraging, duplication, and rewarding the willing. That is a prime example of eliminating greed because mm-hmm. I put I put as much money as I make or more to help my downline grow. Mm-hmm. And I do this to I get to a point where I say, okay, I can now start taking some of the profits for myself. And I can right. still continue putting <laughs> this, this much money into helping my downline. That's, mm-hmm. that's what a true leader does. It's no different than owning another company outside of network marketing. If you're going to start a company up, uh, you know you're going to hire uh, the best employees that you can, and you're going to offer them all kinds of incentives to, per, to to perform, and based off their performance. And that money is revenue is going to be generated from their performance. So you're going to give back to them because of their contributions that they made to help the company out. It shouldn't Mm -hmm. be any different in network marketing, but Mm -hmm. in network marketing, for some reason, we've missed that connection with our downlines, and we're strictly focused on what's in it for me and how can I get rich? Right. And they're
1: forgetting about (laughs) the people. All right. And you know what that reminds me of? It's like if if, um, if I'm on your team, right? And you are, you're were you doing just that for me. You're helping me to be successful. I'm looking up at you as my leader, and I'm thinking, yeah, this is great, Mark. Thanks so much. This, you know, this is wonderful. And I'm I'm receiving all the love and support that you're giving me to be successful. But when it, when I turn around and I have to do the same to my nest egg, you know, I'm looking at everybody there, my little eggs, and I want them to hatch, a lot times go, "You want me to do what? You want me to pay for their stuff? You want me to give? What are you talking about?" <laughs> you see, <laughs> right, <if> it doesn't. <laughs> and it's some people easy at that point, won't. yeah, yeah. There
0: will be people. It's... There will be people that will say, "I get it. I absolutely understand it," and they will run with it. And there will be yes. people that say. Uh I don't want to do that because I I wanna find more gold nuggets. Mhm. And unfortunately mm-hmm. their downlines aren't gonna grow.
1: Right. Right. Exactly. That's um you know, I know sometimes listeners will there there'll be key words that they'll hear hear you saying, hear me saying, like, you know, network marketing and downlines and and duplication and things and get lost without really hearing the message of how you nurture those things, you know, how we nurture the people. When we talk about downline, if you're thinking about thousands of thousands of people, you got to back it up a little bit. What about, you know, your key people that you're trying to duplicate that you're trying to teach them. It's like, it's no different than your kids. You're going to, you know, all four of them, three of them, two of them, whatever you want them, you're going to teach them the same way in order for them to grow up into this, you know, lovely human being. Then with your downline? Exactly. You're gonna take your key people, yeah. And um and then those people grow up and they gotta have kids of their own. And so that's that true duplication when you start to care and you realize, oh my gosh, these people are my responsibility. I gotta take care of them. And when you start to really take responsibility and be accountable to your position, that's when you become a leader.
0: Yeah? Exactly. You know, <laughs> it's all about planting seeds.
1: And yeah. if I could
0: share one fact with you, Marilee, hmm. when I started out with the company that I'm with, I wasn't given any favoritism or anything like that. I worked and worked and worked. I followed my philosophy to the letter, and as as of today, approximately eighty percent of the total membership is below me
1: mm. mhm, yeah, yep, well, mark with that we have about two minutes left. And I just want to say thank you for this conversation. It's so enlightening, and especially you know, touching on the network marketing and dispelling all of the um, the evil thoughts that people have. Like it's such a terrible, terrible industry, and it really isn't. It really, really isn't. It can be very, very beautiful if you have the right perspective and the right attitude. You will definitely uh, crack the rich code, right? <laughs> exactly. Mm. Hmm. It's a parting. Is there anything you'd like to share, or please tell us, you know, how to get a hold of you? Where do we, where do we find you?
0: Well, uh, you can uh, email me at m. Recker r e c k e r seven 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 at gmail dot com. And uh, I don't know if you if you want me to give uh, any other information as far as my phone number is two six zero eight zero four. Four zero eight four and I'm happy to talk with anyone and and uh, I'll just uh leave that information because I don't want to take advantage of uh you know pushing out my
1: sure.
0: opportunity or website I'm <laughs> just here to help people
1: you know what that is wonderful and I appreciate you I appreciate your time coming on my show today and and giving us all your wisdom on how to really uh, correct that uh, the secret to network marketing. So, everybody, if you would like a copy of Cracking the Rich Code or if you would like a signed copy from Mark, email me at uh, Marilee at BritVenture.com, and we'll get a signed copy. Otherwise, you can go to Amazon.com, or, yeah, well, Amazon, (laughs) and and order your book there. But uh, until next time, I appreciate everyone who's listening today. I hope you uh, got a golden nugget, and share the show. Please share the love. Mark, thanks again. You have a wonderful day.